Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Brew Ha Ha, the podcast where I'm brewing up life lessons and laughs. I'm your host, Miss Jen Coffee. And you can probably tell with the pep in my step or my voice, whatever the fuck, that my bodybuilding show is done. And not only that, but things in my life have definitely turned around for the best. So I'm going to get right down to it. A couple weeks ago, I posted a double podcast kind of going over uh, the days leading up to my bodybuilding show, getting ready to move to Salt Lake City, meeting the love of my life, finding domestic bliss. Only took 20 years in the making. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Dragon has something to say about that. (laughs) And now here I sit on my brand new couch in my brand new beautiful house with my now two dogs. I've now inherited a baby girl puppy and she's staring at me. She's a Border Collie Husky mix. Oh, what was that? What is that? Someone at the door. And her name is Kaz, which is Zach backwards. (laughs) It's backwards. It makes no sense. Look at you. (laughs) So life is uh, life is much, much better than it was a couple of weeks ago. I am reverse dieting out of my show, so I'm slowly putting those calories back into my life hole, which is what we want because I was, oof. what was it, the week before my show, 1,200 calories? Yeah, right. Now I'm back up to 1,700. My body is doing great. I'm retaining muscle. My weight is still hovering around 130. The day of my show was right around 128, 129. So the fact that I've only put back on a pound in two weeks, that, that, that's pretty good. My body says, hey, hey, lady, you doing okay? My mind is just kind of all over the place right now because I'm just like finally so relieved that everything is done. But let me walk you through really quick the events of about two weeks ago. So I had my, my third bodybuilding show in Las Vegas, the OCB Vegas Victory Classic. It was a fantastic experience. It felt so good to step on the stage again. I mean, the last time I stepped on stage for bodybuilding was in 2017. And unbeknownst to me, I had tendonitis in my left shoulder. So my shoulder was inflamed and I was dealing with a lot of pain and I couldn't figure out why. And then once I found that out, got that taken care of. Now, uh, I'm pretty much healed, like 95% healed, I would say. But anywho, so stepped on stage and I placed third in Masters 35 plus division and I won the Iron Angels division. First place winner, Biage. I'm going to get the dogs all riled up. But guess what? I can do that now because I live by myself. Well, I live with Zach, but Zach's at work right now. So I'm being like the perfect housewife watching the babies, having some coffee, you know, living my best life. Oh, Dragon wants to play now. Yeah? Yeah? You want to play? Oh, play with Kaz. She play with you. Taking home two wins was more than like I could have dreamed of. I was just so beside myself. I worked so 
freaking hard. And the workaholic in me says, "Mm, Jen, you could have worked harder. But I don't want to go to that place because everything that I dealt with leading up to my bodybuilding show was all stuff that was, it was just life stuff. Life kind of threw me a couple of curveballs and I navigated them beautifully. So let's go back to the day of my show. After my show, my mom, my stepdad, my brother, Brad, and my boyfriend were all at my show cheering me on loud as hell in the audience. Ah, it was the best. After my show, we went to Carl's Jr. where I chowed down on a Western bacon cheeseburger and French fries. And then we went to Pink's Pink Box Donuts in Las Vegas and I got a dozen donuts and I only ate two of them. I think it's just like the, the me- it's the mental thing. I want a whole box of donuts. And then you get the donuts and you're like, holy shit, I can only finish two of them. Worth every penny. And we stayed, uh, so my mom and Kevin were staying at New York, New York. Brad was staying at the Aria and um, Zach and I were staying at the Vidara. Oh my God, gorgeous hotel. Also worth every penny. It's a little pricier, but hey, when in Rome, I mean, that was my last night in Vegas. So I decided to go out with a bang. We went out, we ate more food, drank. I got drunk for the first time since, oh my God, I don't even remember. I had champagne on my birthday, but I didn't get drunk. Like I was fucking wasted and I'm still coming out of cussing. I'm trying not to cuss as much. I was just cussing because I was going through a lot, but now I'm cussing because I'm so fucking excited. (laughs) Yeah, I had a hangover the next day, which was amazing. I mean, I just, I kind of missed it. You know, after being deprived of just general happiness in general, general, general store, it was nice to just be satiated for a minute. So then we, every everybody went home. Zach and I packed up my room at the house in Vegas. I said goodbye to everybody, the dogs, and we hit the road. And I've been in Salt Lake City now for almost two weeks. I did go back to Vegas and I did a Lucy gig. If you saw that on my Instagram slash Facebook, I got hired by an entertainment company out there to do a 19 1960s party at the Encore Beach Club. That was also amazing. It's just like life is coming up roses, you know? My life was just a a bed of thorns for the last like four months, except for meeting Zach. He definitely brought me back to life. But then like all of a sudden I moved out of Vegas and now my life is just like, like I'm sure I lived in Vegas for two years and then I move out of Vegas and I start booking gigs. I don't know. It's just so random. I got to meet a fellow Las Vegas MC. She's the MC for the Golden Knights. Her name is Katie. And I've heard so much about her and we've kind of kind of met in passing like on social media but not really. And she was playing the I Dream of Jeannie character at the party at Encore. We took pictures and it was just really it was just so lovely. Like the last these last 2 weeks have just been so lovely for my heart and my soul. I just I didn't realize the amount of stress that my body was under obviously physically because of the bodybuilding show, but mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. I'm reading a book right now by Gabor Mate, an amazing author slash doctor slash public speaker called When the Body Says No. And it's all about the effects that, oh yeah, does your body say no right now? The dogs are really talkative today. I don't know what's going on. So the book is all about what happens to your body when you're put under stress and how the body responds to stress and how most of the stress that we're under is self-inflicted. Isn't that awful? Because we're this is not the caveman days. We're not under actual stress where we have to fight off mountain lions and what were those things in Ice Age? Mammoths. 
and saber-toothed tigers and dragons. Right, dragon? We don't live in a constant state of fight or flight like we did 1,800 bazillion years ago. Whatever. I'm not an anthropologist. Archaeologist? See, I don't even know the term. I'm just... (laughs) throwing i'm throwing sat words around for funsies we don't live in that state anymore if we're hungry we don't have to go hunt for three days for food we can literally go run to a chinese food place and get kung pao chicken how lazy are we at any time of the day mind you so a lot of this stress in the book uh dr mate talks about it's stress that we don't understand how to navigate because more times than not, it's stress brought on from our own self-esteem, our own issues, our own neglect, our own issues with boundaries, blah, blah, blah. It was kind of self-affirming for me because I'm like on chapter six now and the book up to this point has really only talked about his case studies, like the his patients who had cancer or medical issues brought on from stress. And he links all of the medical issues within that person physically to the stressor. Not so much hereditary, not so much, uh, you know, the person's genes or their lifestyle choices, but it really, you know, especially like things like cancer, Believe it or not, because cancer is such a taboo subject in America, like talking about it, everybody's like, oh, well, you know, cancer is the devil and it just it just happens to you. There's no, it, it's, it's hereditary, it's this and then the other. Now, I'm not an oncologist and I'm not a cancer specialist, so I'm not going to speak on the matter. But what Dr. Gabor Mate talks about is that cancer can be magnified by your stress because your body doesn't understand why it's put under attention while it's trying to kill off these malignant cells and la la. It explains it all in the book. It's just really interesting to show it. They, he does like comparisons with subjects that they studied in Sweden, those who were under stress who were diagnosed with cancer cells and those who were diagnosed with cancer cells and didn't have stress more times than not the ones who did not have stressors in their life the cancer went into remission and those who did have stress the the stress actually enlarged multiplied the cancer cell it's crazy i'm just, i'm reading this book and i'm kind of going over in my own head the last couple of months and the stressors that i was dealing with it's illuminating to bring it to life and be able to speak about it. I had a session with my therapist last week when I first got here. And the first week here in Salt Lake City was really rough. Not because of Zach. Zach has been my rock. He's the one. He's my person. It's just been the transition. It's been the change. And it's also been processing everything I went through since October up until now. So let's see, October, November, December, January, February, March... April, May, seven months of stressors that have been kind of just brewing in my brain hole, in my psyche, and trying to navigate those with all the external activities going on in my life. So I will say I don't like to dive into my personal past all that much, but I will say my living situation from January up until I moved out was horrid. It was not good. There was a lot of tension in the house. There were a lot of stressors in the house. It was a very negative environment. Your home is supposed to be your sanctuary, but if you're coming home and your sanctuary is on fire, you're going to have a lot of stress. You're not going to sleep very well. You're not going to be in a good place mentally. 
So that was me the last couple months. I was at the gym probably three hours a day. A lot longer than I needed to be, but it was mainly, it was just, it was mental. I had to go because of my psyche. I couldn't be at the house for too long because there was just so much negativity. And it was just not a good place. Physical was my bodybuilding show. Working out seven times a day, a day, seven times a week, and sometimes twice a day. So working out 14 times a week while basically eating next to nothing, you know, 1,200 calories. Oh my God, get, get out of here. That was a lot on my body. Emotionally, trying to understand my new relationship with my boyfriend, because it is new. We just barely met in February. And now we're living together. Yeah, Jen, you need to settle down. That's like really fast. Well, first of all, A, don't care what you think. Love you for your opinion. Not going to engage it. And two, my life, my choice. It's all about me now. It's about me. I have put everybody else first. And this is where I'm also reading another book in conjunction with my uh, book by Dr. Matei. The book is called Boundaries. What? Crazy. I'm learning how stress affects your body and I'm learning how to recreate boundaries. Because guess what? Jen has a problem with saying no. Anybody else raising their hand out there? Do you have a problem with boundaries? I'm a people pleaser and I can't sit down and relax until everybody in my life is satisfied. Even if that means putting my own happiness on hold, which I did for the last seven months. So now I do what I want to do, which is get up and move to a brand new state with a brand new man who I've only known for not even 90 days. Ah, we love that. I'm just going to keep saying it just to because it brings a smile to my face and I know it pisses off a lot of people. <laughs> I've had this time to reflect. Last week was was a processing week and I did a lot of internal work. And that's the work that I think is the hardest because we, we don't really know where to start. And I studied Buddhism for a while when I was in college and thereafter, I was a religious studies major before I was a theater major and then theater got a hold of me again. But I was really fascinated with the concept of Buddhism and, you know, I can't really tell my family this. And if they're listening, well, now you know. But I identified as a Buddhist for a really long time because their ideals that they live by are ideals that match with what I believe in. So my values and my beliefs align with the beliefs of Buddhism. And they also align with Christianity to an extent. But as I've been growing up and getting older, I'm realizing that organized religion is just corrupt in general. And so I now have my own beliefs. And isn't that what religion is all about? Finding your own hope, finding what works for you. I mean, how dare you sit there and tell me that only one religion is the right one? And unfortunately, I was closed-minded and I thought that way for a very long time. You have to discover that for yourself. Wow, oh, I'm already losing my train of thought because I have so many thoughts. Processing, there we go. Doing the work. Last week I was doing the work. I was doing what Buddhists call mindfulness. It's, my, it's breathing in mindfulness, walking in mindfulness, eating and sleeping and everything you're doing is in mindfulness. So basically what you're doing is you're taking a minute to stop, you're closing your eyes and you're focusing on your breath and you're telling yourself, breathing in, I know I'm breathing in. Oh yeah, you're gonna shake on me. Breathing out, I know I'm breathing out. I am in this moment right now. The past does not exist. The present does not exist. The only moment that exists right now is me breathing in and out. 
And once you find, it's called, it's like called finding your center. Once you find your center, you are sure to win. Mulan, anybody? Uh so good. I was off key, but you know what? Once you find your center, you're able to acknowledge that everything else that's going on in your mind is, it's only in your mind. And the only moment that really exists is the moment that's happening right now. So once I was able to do that, I started working through the baggage that's been sitting in my brain collecting cobwebs since October. And I just, I talked it out with myself. I just sat there and I asked myself questions. Why is this upsetting you? What happened that made you believe this about yourself? Why did this person make you feel this way? There are questions that I ask myself that I don't have answers to, and that's perfectly okay. In the end, I think as humans, we try to make sense of the things that happened in our life. The big question that we want to ask the man upstairs is, why, God, why? And 99.9999999% of the time, there's never an answer. So we have to find our own closure. We have to find our own answers by kind of affirming ourselves. I don't know why people act the way they do. I don't know why things happen the way that they do. But I do know why I react the way that I do. And that's the answer that you have to come to yourself. So once I did that, once I processed all the gunk of my last two relationships, of my shoulder injury, of the stress of moving again and having to live in closed quarters. And closed quarters, I mean, I had to get another storage unit because we we live in a smaller place and obviously I have a lot of shit. After I cleaned out so much shit, how in the hell do you have so much shit after you just got, I donated so much crap and I still have so much crap. Humans are disgusting. We're pack rats. We just accumulate crap, crap that we don't use. We're like, oh my God, this is so cute. And then it sits in a storage unit. I mean, granted, my storage unit is $40 a month. Hello, welcome to Utah. I don't mind. I think it's a psychological thing because we have an attachment to our stuff. It's our stuff. It has memories and it, has, it holds value to us. To other people, it might be trash, but this is where... This is where the boundaries thing comes in. You know, you can't look at someone's life and say, well, why does that matter to you? Because it matters to them. Who the fuck are you to tell me what matters and doesn't matter to me? Living out of a storage unit again is, it's a little, it's a little tense. I just want my shit out on display. But we just don't have the space right now. And we'll get there. It's, it's a process and, you know, it's all part of the transition, the circle of life. I'm really in like a Disney singing mood today. I might have to watch a Disney movie just to get it out of my system. But all in all, the move went well. I'm acute, acute, acute. What's the word? What, what is the word I'm looking at? What's the word? What's the word? Word, word, word. Acclimating. Yay, found it. I'm acclimating to Salt Lake City very well. It is absolutely beautiful here. I'm sitting in a beautiful city surrounded by gorgeous mountains with a little bit of snow caps. The snow's finally starting to melt. The weather is 70s, maybe low 80s every day because we're just starting to get into summer. Light breeze. It rains every now and then. It is, it's crowded here, but it's not like Vegas crowded. It's not turning into LA and making you like regret your life choices. Everybody here is nice Everyone is much calmer. They're not angsty like a teenager when you take their phone away from them. There's not a lot of entitled people here. And I understand it's not just 
where you live and it's just the culture we live in today like geography geographically speaking i think the topography does make a difference because i grew up on the west coast and i did live in wisconsin for a hot second and everybody there is like oh my god it's like a whole nother world everybody they're so sweet over there but then when i moved back to the west coast i i shifted to nevada which is just one state over which is still considered the west coast and unfortunately it's being inundated by los angelites los angelians la los Crazy, stupid people from LA are navigating their way. It's the genesis into Las Vegas. Now everybody's just mad and angry. It's turning into a really disgusting LA, which makes me sad because at least LA has some saving grace about it. It's beautiful. There's beaches, there's mountains, there's skiing, there's hiking. There's all sorts of beautiful, beautiful places in LA. Vegas, not so much. Yeah, there's a couple of spots to hike. You don't have a body of water. And don't go to the lake because that's where all the dead bodies are dumped. The bums shit and piss in the lakes. But Vegas, it's like there's a couple of mountains and there's the strip. That's about it. There's really not much going on. And it's a city in the middle of the desert. So you can't just like drive 40 minutes out of town and go to a cute city next door. No, you're literally plopped in the middle of the desert. The next city is like two hours away. So it's just, there's a lot of pros and cons about moving out of Vegas. The con to Salt Lake City right now is gas is a little more expensive. I can deal with it. It's only like 20 cents more expensive. I'll happily pay that price if it means getting out of the hustle bustle of Los Angeles, Vegas, <laughs> because that's what it's turning into. The hustle is just not for me anymore. I, I just really want to settle down and just, I just want to have a good life. I want to have a good relationship with my future husband. I want to have time. You know, I, I just don't want to feel like I'm in a hurry. And that's what I'm working on right now. I'm working on slowing down and not stressing myself out. I'm working on resting. Right now, I'm in a state of rest. And I got to tell you, it feels really weird and uncomfortable. Because when you've been going and going and going for as long as I have, I think I've been on the go since I was 18. I haven't had a chance to rest. I don't know what it means to rest. Even on my day off, I'm doing shit. Like I cleaned the whole house yesterday. That's not really rest. It's restful to me because it's stuff that I like to do. But I actually need to teach myself to just like lay on the couch and binge watch a television show, which I know most of America does because most of America is fat and lazy. But I'm a workaholic. I don't know what that means. So it's a period of rest for me, for my mind, for my body, for my soul. And I'm, I'm excited to see where this next journey takes me. Thanks for tuning in and catching up with me and my life and following my fitness journey. As of right now, I am not planning on competing in any shows henceforth. That will probably change once I get settled into Utah and my new lifestyle with my boyfriend. But as of right now, just reverse dieting, getting back to the basics and working out just for health, just for like health and sanity. If there shall be another show on the horizon, you all will be the first to know. Take care.